Big bottom, big bottom, talk about bum cakes, my girls got them. Today is February 5th, uh, and on this date in 1948, actor Christopher Guest is born in London, England. He plays Nigel Tufnell in Spinal Tap, who is born in New York City. This is Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Welcome in, Raiders. Um, I mean, there's a lot that there's a lot of music stuff that happened this past week. I'm not sure if we're gonna get into all of it. Uh, we'll try. We'll, we'll see. We'll do our best. We'll see what we can do. Uh, ben, welcome in. Thanks for joining. Oh, ben, welcome. Uh, Eric, your drink of choice for today. So I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but this is Trois Dogs uh, Brewing. It's a limited release. It's just a red ale. There's nothing special going on the can there. Uh, but this is out of Victoria, which I... Uh, it's funny because usually they have the brewery name on here, but um, I wonder if it's because it's the uh, it's the native name. It's like Tsuke Sanek. I'm probably butchering that, but anyways, it's a Macaloni's Island Distillery. That's where it's from. So it's from a distillery. It's not actually from a um like a brewing company. So this is Twa Dogs, uh, which I'm wondering if it has something to do with, uh, you know, Canadian Aboriginal art kind of there. But it kind of looks a little Celtic, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It kind of looks a little Celtic, but it is a good ale. It's a good red ale. Very nice. Mm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, let's get into some music stuff. Eric, what have you been listening to? Anything interesting? Um, so yes, I, there's three albums that I checked out. Um, one is probably the favorite out of the three is uh, Rye Wolf and the Prairie Hawks uh, by Rye Wolf. It's like a, a hardcore Delta blues mixed with country, which is uh, which is an interesting mix. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, Smoky Mountains by Connor Smith. Uh, it's a country album. Uh, he's a fairly newer country artist. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, and then I know you probably don't like this band, but Future Islands. I don't know why I like this band. <laughs> I really don't know why I like this band, but they're like an 80s kind of style, like feel to them with like the synths and everything. But it's like mellow 80s rock. It's like very mellow 80s rock. So they just came out with a new album. People who album. aren't they're still there here. anymore. Oh, yeah, they are. The people who aren't there anymore. Uh, so that is their new album. And, and you know what? It was actually decent to listen to. Like, I wouldn't say it was anything amazing, but I actually, I don't know why I like these guys. I just think that they, <laughs> they work so damn hard. Like they play a lot of shows. Like, I feel like these people don't have families <laughs> and they just literally just play music because it's incredible of how many like albums they have and how many songs that like they have and and just how many shows they play like it's like this is a band where it's like hey do you want to play here yeah sure well like (laughs) so they they literally take whatever they can get so maybe Mm -hmm. just like touring i mean some people are built just for like traveling Mm -hmm. all the time and just like a nomad lifestyle essentially Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. These are these guys, but I don't know why I like them. There's like no rhyme of reason to like I could give to actually like if someone said this band is terrible, I probably wouldn't defend them. <laughs> so ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Nice collection. Anything else? Anything of interest? Um, other than that, I did see some of the performances from our uh, favorite award show. Oh, uh, do you want to get into it now, or do you want to get into it a bit later? We can get into it later. We can get yeah, into it later. A little bit later? Okay. Yeah. Uh, on my side, uh, no new albums, but um, Eric, I don't know if you watched the NHL All-Star game uh, that happened this past weekend. I did not. Um, most people didn't watch it, to be honest. It's sort of just... I don't know why I watched it. It's just it's just something that was on, so I just... Whatever. Um, but... Um, I don't know if you call it a halftime show or not, but, but essentially the musical performance was uh, Talk, the, the the musician from Ottawa. Oh, uh, okay. I think I heard year. about this. I heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did his, uh, you'll know the name, of the, the Mars one. What's the oh, yeah. name of yeah, that duh. song? Whatever. It's called. Uh, Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, he but, performed yeah. it. It was pretty good. I think um, he wasn't in tune the, the last last few notes but uh mm. in terms of the performance it's pretty cool um and it was nice seeing that song because it's a very heavily produced song uh mm. but hearing that live it was it actually was pretty good so nice it was pretty right cool watching that uh ben has been listening to the new static x album uh, and he's saying we should check out T-Pain's live cover album. Eric, I think you were listening to T-Pain's cover album recently, no? Or- I was. Oh. I was listening to uh, War Pigs is definitely the best cover on that song. Like- and I would say it's actually a pretty decent cover. Like, I actually really liked it. Yeah, so yeah. and then it was actually Ben that told me to go check it out. So yeah, his cover of War Pigs is yeah. actually really good. <laughs> In fact, he threatened me. He's like, you better check it out, man, or else I'm going to stop watching the show. <laughs> so I had to because, you know, we have to hold on to our fans. <laughs> um, and this isn't quite a music thing, but it's sort of related to music. Uh, on Amazon Prime, uh, and if you don't have it, you could probably just pirate it. But uh, there's a there's an animated series called Has Been Hotel. Uh, essentially, mm-hmm. the premise of it is it's a heaven and hell story. Um but essentially hell is um, hell is like being oppressed by heaven and it's sort of centered around mm. that concept. But it is a musical comedy, uh, animated musical comedy. Uh, the songs are legitimately good on this uh, this show. I binged it in one day and it's I think it's eight episodes. Uh, it's not too wow. long. Um, think like Tenacious D type of songs. It's like just over the top sort of theatrical songs. Nice. Um, and it, it the show is really good. <laughs> so <laughs> I would actually recommend just watching it and Chasing Dragonflies finished it also. Um it's actually really good. So I would mm. recommend watching it. Uh H A Z B I N Hotel. Mm. So if you got a chance I'll have to check that out. Check that out. I will. Um Cool. Those are the things I've been I've been sort of uh, circling around. I've also listened to next week's album slash their other discography, mm. but we'll talk about that at the end of the next show. Next week. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, just to tease it at the end. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um. Okay. Music news. Bunch of stuff happened. 
Eric, do you want to talk about the award show that we don't talk about on the show to start with, or do you want to end with <laughs> that? It? We shall not, it shall not be named. Um, let's save it to the end. Let's save it to the last bit of okay. news. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about this dog thing. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Hold yeah, on. You sent me a video. Okay. You that's said the, we were doing the, the we're doing news you of have this to dog. Stick around stick around so we're gonna talk about a dog thing okay all right all right, all right wow this is like a lot of like dangling the <laughs> yeah. carrot episode you have to stay the whole episode <laughs> to figure out what we're gonna talk about um so we'll start off with the sad news uh mc5's wayne kramer passed away at the age of 75 uh mc5 is a seminal american rock band that helped engineer the punk movement mm. in the united states good chance that you know the punk movement in the states doesn't happen without mc5 so you know that's a hmm. that's a huge that's a huge one. Uh, in addition, Bob Mar- Bob Marley's bassist Aston Barrett has passed away at the age of seventy seven. So like think mm-hmm. of like reggae without bass, it would sound like absolute yeah. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It just sound like ducks in yeah. a pond. <laughs> um. So that's that's sort of the the sad news to start off with. Uh. But the weird news. Uh. Neuroscientist Dr. Elaine Destrek. Dystexty, dystexy, I don't know, pronounce it however you want, has created a new device that creates custom music tracks based on your brain activity to help you sleep better. The device is Hmm. called My Waves Pebble. You must wear the device for one night in order for it to record your brain waves. The next day, it will have created three music tracks that mimic your brain waves and allegedly keeps you in REM sleep longer. Hmm. This is interesting. I don't know if I would ever use it though. Like all these devices yeah. are nice, but like it seems like it seems like pseudoscience to be honest. <laughs> like, does it actually work? I don't know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's a t- sort of the technology news. Uh, and here's here's the other piece of technology news that I sort of want to discuss. Uh, Zoo Gears, a Hong Kong-based startup, has released a device called The Butter. It's a four-keyed instrument with light-up pads that your dog can play. The sequence of lights prompts your dog to hit the keys, producing a note. Once the full song is played, a bowl of treats is revealed. <laughs> so I sent, Eric, I sent Eric before this episode a video of this device, and it's literally just a dog just like hitting light-up buttons and it's playing i think this one was silent night (laughs) yeah so i have a question for you because you've you've raised dogs my friend and i have dogs as well so do you think that this is a good idea (laughs) it's a good idea um because like is the aim for this to teach the dog how to play an instrument? Yeah, it's teaching your dog how to play the piano. Play the piano. Um so my thing is is dogs that are food motivated are just going to hit the sequences. Well, if I hit all the sequences and the lights, it will eventually open. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, like I feel like hungry dogs are just going to do that. But I feel like if you were to replace a piano, they'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> right? Yeah, obviously, I don't think you're ever going to train your dog to to play a piano. But mm. I think it could play these four keys. 
It yeah, it can, but I I don't know. Like I think what's going to happen is is because it looked like there were different compartments, right? Yeah, there's like multiple compartments. So if your dog's food motivated, they're just going to keep hitting all the buttons until all three <laughs> no, are done. It, it can only hit the light up ones in, in certain. Seasons. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing. The dog's gonna catch on to that, oh, and then it'll be like, "Oh, I got I got the first song down. Okay, what's the next one? Because I want the other treats." So, I think that the idea behind the compartments is maybe this is this is probably a great idea if you're just like my dog is driving me up the wall, and I need at least twenty to twenty five minutes of just. <laughs> not my dog pissing me off so that's probably where this comes in handy right because then the dog's just like i'm gonna do this play with this until i get all the treats and then i'm going to continue to be an asshole right yeah uh chasing dragonflies is wondering why anyone would want this i mm. mean it's a cool party trick you could be like my dog can play the piano <laughs> <laughs> now do you remember there's a video of this guy he has a lab and he gets his lab to hit the kick drum <laughs> oh my god i so remember that uh, yeah, yeah remember that back yeah. in the day and he's just lying there just hitting the kick drum <laughs> so i mean on that hand it is possible that you can teach a dog an instrument <laughs> and then they could join the band once they get exactly once they get yeah, if you can't find a drummer <laughs> or a keyboard player now yeah you can just or you know what this is like this reminds me of like this is a dj doge dj doge <laughs> because think about it like you know those pads i've got one of those things like it's similar but it actually has keys on it but it's got it's got the pads right here oh yeah, 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 yeah. right so those are like the four pads so they could it could be dj doge <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this writes itself there you go. That's how we make the millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, other news, in more serious news, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen is in talks to develop a film based on his album, Nebraska. Um, so Nebraska, in my opinion, is one of Bruce Springsteen's best albums. Um, but apparently they're going to be basing a film off of his album. I'm, I'm always curious like if this is going to become a trend um that more mm -hmm. albums become films like 2112 by rush if they make that into a film one day like it'd be mm -hmm. so interesting if there was like film adaptations of a of an actual album 2112 would be interesting because it was like at the peak where the band wasn't doing well yeah and then it was like their final hoorah to <laughs> become famous like that would be cool yeah. nebraska like i don't know the uh sequence of the albums and where he was but i feel like like this is definitely his best album yeah. for sure yeah, yeah yeah um so but yeah anyways there'll be a film based on nebraska uh probably next year i would think hmm. um oh uh george michael will be returning to the stage as a hologram just a reminder george michael passed away on december 25th 2016 uh but he is going on tour as a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. That seems to be the trend now. I I sort of hate it. That like all these dead people are going on tour. Like I don't I still don't know why there is a market for it. 
Like, I think it's like I think this is definitely still a fad. Like, because you think it's you a have fad? to think because the like I feel the people who are pushing this, right? Um, what the fuck is this? Factual. Oh, good. More Perfect. spam. Delete. <laughs> oh, it's spam. We're getting spammed. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, I think it's the record company that has some sort of tie still to that music. They're probably pushing for this hologram thing so that they can make like they're like, oh, let's see if we can capitalize and make money off of this because people are going to want to see it and check it out at least. But yeah, kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. Oops, I just deleted a bunch of messages. <laughs> That's okay. I accidentally uh, timed out Chasing Dragonflies. So I've un- We've become un- a communist podcast. Clicked- no one shall have an opinion. <laughs> I, yeah, I clicked the wrong, <laughs> the wrong user. Especially that. spam. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's another force driving this because obviously the artist isn't going to make money, whether it's just the family trying to capitalize on the greed or the record company being like, hey, let's let's see how much money we can squeeze out of this before it dies. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. OK, so Chasing Drift Flies, before I accidentally deleted her message, uh, was asking if George Michael consented to this. Uh, no, George Michael did not consent to this because he was dead before these holograms were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but his estate has signed off and said, um, that we they're, they're going to allow this. Yeah. We need more money. We're going <laughs> to allow this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if this is going to be a fad. I can see this continuing forever. Cause like I'm thinking of a band, obviously kiss is the prime example. They're just going to keep on going mm-hmm. forever. But just imagine when U2 eventually does retire and Bono passes away. Like Bono for sure is one of those front men that sh- I feel like people will pay money to see a hologram of. Mm-hmm. For someone who has never seen U2 in their lifetime and has no ability to because they're they're dead, like mm-hmm. I think I think it's just going to keep going. See, I think that this is going to be famous in like a place like Vegas. Like Vegas, where you have like shows and holograms and magic and like Cirque du Soleil, like all that stuff. Like that is where this belongs. But if if it was U2 in a hologram, because then it's like, would I go see it? I really want to see U2. However, I don't think it's going to be the same. It's not going to, I just can't see it having the same feel with hologram Bono because it's like, there's no interaction with the band. And that's like, that's a U2. That is all U2. So, so would you prefer a tribute act over a hologram? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. I want to choose neither, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's, um, like I, I don't get me wrong. I think I would see it just because of, like, I'll see it once, just to see what it's all about. But you know, it's it's kind of like like it's like a digital version of the uh, Elvis, like Vegas Elvis. 
yeah. right? Because like you have all these Elvis impersonators around. Like, what's the difference, really? Yeah, you're paying somebody rather than having it a hologram. Speaking of Elvis, the Elvis Presley AI hologram show is set to go down this November, starting in central London. The tickets cost sixty pounds. It's called the Elvis Evolution. However, there's a catch. This it's not uh, pre-recorded. Well, it is pre-recorded, but it's not. Uh, it's not video footage that was captured when Elvis was alive. It is an AI-generated Elvis Presley uh, performing. So it's like quote-unquote brand new footage of elvis presley performing and elvis presley but it's an ai generated elvis presley hologram. Hmm. <laughs> interesting <laughs> oh is that worse is that worse or better i uh, it's just ah oh, man these computers man like i'm I, we're, we're sounding so old here but like like so ben's asking would I go see hologram Gordy, like Gordon Downey? Would I go see, probably not. Probably not. Cause it's just not going to have the same feel. Like I can't see the AI looking at the audience and being like, like, and this is, this is if I, I'm just using your example, this Elvis AI guy uh, looks at the audience and reacts to the emotions that are happening in the audience. Uh... Right. Yeah, they probably like uh, like what happens if the stage starts booing? Is it gonna be like Elvis destroy <laughs> destroy? Like will it will that happen? Uh probably not. Actually, maybe one day. Who knows? This AI stuff, maybe they in real time oh. generate like reactions. That'd be actually pretty mm -hmm. interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. For me, I don't think it's going to be a fat. Unlike like the NFT bullshit mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That was clearly a fat. But like the AI st or the hologram stuff, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I just think it's going to ramp up, to be honest. I, I can see this being a perfect place for Vegas. All this stuff. Because it's very like showy and showtime. Yeah. Or like somewhere like it, it can be like the new Broadway kind of right like this ai stuff but i can't see it being like oh my god i don't know i just can't see it selling out stadiums mm. well the abba one did the abba well apparently it brought in and now it's upgraded to one billion pounds of economic activity well that's because <laughs> people get bored We've already established this on the last episode. People are pissed off with why did we spend our money on this? So they're going out and doing other things. That's why. <laughs> that is why there's an economic boom happening. Uh, chasing Tramplines, thanks. Sorry for timing you out. Um, and stop piping up M NFTs. They are definitely not coming back. There's no way. Although I did see Avenged Sevenfold uh, with their whatever... Bat, bat nfts whatever they're called mm. they just printed a uh, one million dollar nft that someone is apparently is going to buy at some point so avenge sevenfold yeah avenge sevenfold has their whole like cryptocurrency that they they mm -hmm. created years back um but, but they, someone's gonna spend a million dollars on avenge sevenfold one one nft a singular one NFT. just one just NFT. one yeah one million dollars one I don't know. I hope this person's not listening to this podcast because 
<laughs> you got to spend your money elsewhere, man. I know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. That's all the AI stuff. I think I'm going to save the rest of this for next week. Let me just quickly scan through. Yeah, I'm going to save the rest of this for next week. Eric, let's talk about the award show that is banned from this podcast. That shall not be named. So I didn't watch it. I didn't even realize it was happening until uh, (laughs) I saw all the news articles afterwards. Um, Oh, big, big things happen. So Eric, your thoughts on it, uh, because I believe you did watch most of it. I watched all of it. Holy. Um, So it's actually the first time in a very, very long time, I sat down and watched it. And it was no no other reason other than, you know, spending quality time with my wife. And uh, she she wanted to uh, watch it. And I had some work to do. So, um, first of all, Trevor Noah. I really like Trevor Noah. He That's hosted funny. it. Oh, he hosted which it. Is, yeah, he hosted it, which was good. It was great. He, he did a lot of shots at everybody, which is amazing. Um so it was interesting because there was, I guess this is the first time where like a lot of female artists were nominated, uh, like a lot more than males were. So, uh, which was kind of cool to see. Um, and I mean, to be fair, I, I would say that the, the women cleaned up for sure, but that's because like, honestly, like with all the albums that we reviewed last year, I would say predominantly the better albums were of, the female yeah yeah i did sex, right yeah, like I they, they like like what you had the miley cyrus album whatever, um whatever. taylor swift dropped her album uh chemistry by kelly clarkson yeah, olivia, which didn't win olivia anything rodrigo olivia rodrigo dolly like Parton, but dolly Parton probably wasn't there yeah she was not yeah. um so except, uh except I, I, shania twain released her record last year yeah, which was terrible. That was awful. <laughs> that was god awful. Why did you remind me? Um, but I guess I guess the the only reason why I would watch it is because of the performances. And I always have this um, love hate relationship with the performances because the production and and like you know the like the dancing and all that stuff is is very well done for the most part. But sometimes the audio, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I like it's just they can't like the artists are singing at a key, and oh. these are like big heavy hitter hitter artists. I, right? I don't know if I ever told uh, you, now. I, I don't know if I ever told you the story about the audio production of this award show that is done in a truck. Did I ever mm-hmm. tell you that story? No. So I can't remember. I think I met I met the comp one of the guys that works for the company that does the audio for the award show. And the way they do it is they actually do it off-site. They do it in a truck in the back, essentially, because there isn't enough space in the actual auditorium, typically, to house all the equipment and then also send oh. it out to the TV stations and networks. So essentially, all of the audio is piped out into a essentially mobile uh, mixer. It's in a truck that's powered by like uh, hmm. generators itself. And all the audio engineers are in that truck doing the mixing live on the on the fly. So there's no one actually in the building doing the mixing, listening to the live sound. Interesting. They're all just basically on headphones, watching monitors and, and doing it remotely, essentially. 
Um, I which, feel like they need to change that. They've been doing it. I, I think like they decades. need to change they, they they need to change that because like even some of the songs that these artists are singing, like the vocal track, like the vocal is low on the microphone. Like you can tell they're singing and it's like, I know these artists can sing <laughs> like like have, we, we have like a, a plethora of famous artists performing at this show. And uh, but I would say for the most part, like I would say half the performances were pretty decent and they sounded good. Okay. Um, but you know, I couldn't really care to really watch them. So that was the other caveat. So I'm going to go through the performances. Cool. Uh, it's in no particular order. Okay. So um, by far, don't don't be like, well, they played fourth. So uh, I, I couldn't find a, uh, you know. Okay, hang on a second. I've got to load the page here. Chronological yeah. list. Chronological list. Okay, so what are the performances again no chronological order was u2 uh they actually went to um yeah they live streamed from their sphere dome in vegas okay uh so they played their new single and what the hell's happening with my ipad jesus christ they played from the sphere okay okay yeah yeah that makes sense because that's a big that's like the biggest venue right that Mm -hmm. opened last year okay um yeah any any so like that was pretty decent um i mean not really they they just and then after they played the song they they did one of the categories which i can't even remember what it was at that time i think it was like it was like pop artist or something okay but anyways like i and to to be fair like some of the awards like it was just like the ones that mattered was um taylor swift won album of the year Mm. which i don't think no, it's I don't think was album of the year worthy. No. Um, and then uh, Miley Cyrus won single like song writer of the year for flowers and then uh, record, record of the year for flowers. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So like she won two awards for the same song, we gave... which I feel like is the same category, but <laughs> they're <laughs> like, no, it's uh... two different categories. We gave Miley's record a five. I looked that up five out of 10, both of us yeah so <laughs> so next performance uh annie Let- lennox came out and oh, uh played uh, nothing compares to you what? Oh, uh, nothing O'Connor compares died? to you by prince uh, yes that's why okay okay that is correct and um it was uh it was okay it was all right like old Not- annie lennox like she could still sing which is nice oh that's good um now, one of my favorite performances was Billie Eilish. She played that song uh, that she did for Barbie, What Was I Made For? Oh. And that was incredible. Like, that good. That, that was insane. Yeah, and then she does, like, that like kind of low falsetta, mm-hmm. like, singing, and, and she just nailed it. Like, it was really well done. Um, nice. Billy Joel is out of his 30-year hiatus, and he played a brand-new song. A new uh, song. He has a new song. Brand new song uh, called "Turn the Lights Back On." Oh, I saw and, that on YouTube. And it was it was decent. It was actually pretty decent. Um, it wasn't anything cr- like I would say. This is definitely his lower tier out of anything he's come out with. Um, but like you know, like the guy's written so many hits, and he's been out of the game 
for 30 years. Right. So it's like, what do you, what do you expect? But I thought it was good. And he still, he still has the pipes. Like he still plays. I wonder if he's going to do an album. I, 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 they kind of played on that. Uh, So then he did come back for the closing song and he played uh, uh, you may be right, which is one of his famous songs. And uh, it was sick. It was awesome. And I, I do have to say this new song, he does do like a piano solo on it, which is sweet. Like if anybody's seen Billy Joel live, like he's, he's an incredible keyboard player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Burna Boy came out and did a thing. Uh, the theatrics were kind of cool and and it was neat to see. Uh, they had like this African kind of drum um ensemble kind of like leading like ensemble thank you oh. uh which was kind of neat to see but uh the, the song was okay but uh I, like i liked like the performance was unreal nice. uh dua lipa opened uh she played a couple songs which was like it's just like okay good for, good for you it's like generic pop music oh, she just came out and just played her songs yeah she played like a montage of three of her songs i think okay. um and yeah um she was pretty much just like sexually touching men on stage that's pretty much all she was doing so um what else we got uh we have let's see joni mitchell played a song she came out okay interesting and played uh what did she play uh what the hell is it i wonder why joni mitchell was was asked to play I kind of was losing interest at this point. So I think it was during the time where they're paying tribute to all the dead artists of the year. So she came out because she's old. And and yeah, she was like, she's like old. And and you know what? Honestly, like I would have done without it, to be honest. Why? <laughs> like people, people are going to like probably criticize me saying like, well, Joni Mitchell's like a great... Yeah, she's, she's one great. of the most influential she's and she's legend. great, but she's terrible now. She's yeah. like absolutely awful. And it's like, I would not go see Aerosmith play because Steven Tyler just yeah. doesn't sing like he does anymore. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, it's like, why are we? It's like getting your like old grandfather or grandmother to like, hey, why don't you play one more ditty for the family? <laughs> like, yeah, no, just, just bring, yeah, bring mm-hmm. her out for like announcing an award, but like, don't make her perform exactly um i think one of the biggest performances was luke combs came out and played fast car um and he actually had tracy chapman out with him playing which was really cool um and and i and i do have to say like it was because i remember i just ripped into the song last episode and i i still stand by everything that i say but i thought it was kind of neat because before he came out and played, they kind of did less like this video montage of him. And he said it was like one of his most influential songs before he became an artist and how he loved the song. And he, he like really respects Tracy Chapman as a songwriter. And, and it was, it was really cool, the tribute. And then having her come out and play the song with him, that like, that was pretty cool. Uh, okay. So I, I have to give him kudos for that. Um, <laughs> however, I don't think it should be number one because it's a cover. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I won't get into that again. Uh, Miley Cyrus came out and did flowers and, uh, she was very, um, I don't know. She was very like awkward singing. Like, I don't know what it was, awkward. but yeah, she kind of had this like big, like puffy, like 80s style hair. And, uh, like it was a good performance 
but this is one of the actual ones where her vocals, like the volume was down. And I was just like, okay, like, come on sound guys, like in your truck, like let's, let's put that up there, please. Interesting. Um, let's see what else. Olivia Rodrigo played vampire. Um, that's not, which was, that's not the song. She should, that's not the song she should perform. I, I agree. I think she should have came out and played, uh, What's that? Uh, the American one, American. All American bitch. Yeah, all American. I think she should have came out and played that one, because there was very like mellow playing songs at this uh, show, and and I just thought that it was just like okay, they're all slow songs. Like Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> like let's like yeah. you know let's get the audience up here. Like uh, out of all the songs, like I think you two was the only one with like a pump up song. Right. And I and I thought that their their performance wasn't that great, but I think it was because it was playing live from a live show. Like it was like anyways. Uh so she played uh I thought a li- like Rodrigo, she was a bit nervous playing the song in front of everybody. So like yeah. but uh she kind of got into it as the song continued. But I agree. I, I thought that was the wrong song for her to play. Um uh it was Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder did a tribute to Tony Bennett. Um, which actually wasn't, wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah. Why? I mean, this is, this is the Grammys, man. Like this is, this is the, oh shit. I said, I said the name. No, no, no. Controversy. (laughs) Controversy. (laughs) It it doesn't make any sense. Why would you get one? Why would you do a tribute to Tony Bennett one? And then two, why would you get Stevie wonder to come out and do that? Um, I thought the same thing. And I uh, friends, like Stevie but... Stevie wonders is like, yeah, I like the guy and uh, <laughs> he was we're friends. And so this is this is to you, Tony. Uh, so it was literally like, OK, <laughs> sure. Uh, um, so it was it was it was interesting to like, say the least. You should get a bunch of just like crooner, like young crooners today who obviously were like influenced by Tony Bennett. And just like 100%. do that, like Stevie Wonder is not the right choice for this. <laughs> well, it's funny because they they played very different style of music. Yeah, right. Make... So yeah, um, SZA played a uh, played two songs um, off her album uh, "Snooze" and "Kill Bill." Um, I actually enjoyed the theatrical part of her end she had all these people with like samurai swords and they're like fighting each other on stage like it was really cool um and actually she actually performed pretty decently so i was just like wow i I didn't think i was gonna like it uh but uh she blew me away and that was that was pretty much it that was that's quite that was the underwhelming it was very underwhelming what was the closer then do you know do you remember what the closer? it was uh it was uh billy joel playing uh oh, okay. you might be right okay okay he, he just played his own song like the good song that he played back in the day yeah right and which was cool yeah but okay. quite underwhelming. yeah it was it was very underwhelming and, and i just thought that every song was pretty much the same beats per minute there wasn't really any like ups and downs right because i feel like that's it's the perfect like excuse to like okay you're showing a vast genre of style of music yeah. like let's like let's pick it up let's slow it down let's let's have some variety and not just monotone 
yeah for shows like that like i it's always interesting if you have like some sort of collaboration where you're seeing something mm. new right like i hate there it was... when they just come out and just do their own song like even the youtube was... thing like i feel like mm. they should have done brought someone in like i think my mm. favorite one was when metallica brought out long long the piano player and they did one together so like mm -hmm. classical pian pianist on one by Metallica, like stuff yeah. like that. Like even if ultimately it doesn't really like work out, it's not like the greatest thing mm. in the world. It's like interesting that you've even attempted to do that and created something new mm. and unique. Absolutely. So when you come out and, and just do your song, it's like, whatever. What a perfect way that you can just kind of flex like that yeah. with, with a show like this, because it's like, these are all like, the musicians battling for this award that doesn't really mean anything to yeah. us. <laughs> oh no. Even like when Metallica did but, uh, with uh, Lady Gaga, uh, yeah. Within the flame, like that was freaking kick ass. Yeah. It was just two worlds that you never would have thought yeah. have been brought together. Yeah. Right. And, and there were rarely any collaborations. On yeah. this. Or when uh, Eminem and Elton John did uh Stan, that was mm -hmm. like, freaking phenomenal like it, i just wish they would do more stuff like that um yeah because it's just why not right like yeah i mean the performances is the only real thing that you're gonna want to see and it was very underwhelming and um like i didn't really even care about who was winning what right like i i just didn't care because it's just like this is not a i, I disagree with this entirely <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like that's how uh, most yeah. of those things go uh yeah. all right anything else on on the award show uh, we'll, otherwise we'll move on to the album review no that's that's it okay let's move on album review time uh so for this week we are going mm. to be talking about the brand new album by the smile wall of eyes Wall of Eyes is the second studio album by the English rock band The Smile. It was released on January 26, 2024. The Smile are a three-piece band composed of Tony Skinner on drums and Radiohead musicians Johnny Greenwood and Tom York. Uh, so, Eric, your thoughts on Wall of Eyes by The Smile? This is interesting. And uh, obviously, th these guys have made other music together um i guess i'll say what i hated about it first mm. um because i i just did not like like there were very little songs that i liked on this album that i that i felt like you know like i really thought that that guitar lick from read the room was really cool like it was almost like this just augmented kind of like out of tune chord that just or that riff like it just sounded cool like and and i do have to say like it there is definitely a bit of a radio head feel obviously <laughs> two like, of this band is radio <laughs> exactly um but I just I just don't see any of these songs on this album being like hits or anything that will add mm. like get added to a playlist. Um, That's true. It was produced very well. Yeah. Uh, and I thought like this is definitely like an artsy album, which I'm not really into. Um, a very, very artsy, a very like metaphorical. 
uh, with the lyrics and everything. Like, I, I feel like this is a band, like even looking at their other album names, I think that there's a story that's being told in the entirety of the album. It's like watching a play. Um, and I think the album, it does flow very nicely. Like the from song to song, it does have this great flow to it. But I was just bored. I was just very bored listening to this album. <laughs> right? Because obviously, like this this album definitely, like when I heard it, like, you, you know, first time I heard it, I was just like, okay. I felt like I didn't even listen to it because like my mind just mm. started going somewhere else. Uh, and then I try to listen to it again. And I'm like, this is a very obscure album. And then the third time I listened to it, I was actually listening to the lyrics. And uh, this this screams paranoia to me. It's like this utopian society that ex- like just like this person almost like losing his mind in this society, uh, which I thought like it, it definitely if this is a concept album, this is what they're going for. They definitely nailed it. <laughs> um as for a song I did like, I, I liked Read the Room, but I felt like it okay. just got boring after a while. Okay. Um, like if it was like a two, three minute song, I would probably think it was really good. Um, but I also really liked Friend of a Friend, which oh, was number five. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool song. Um, and it was really like ominous. And it was kind of just like uh, that perfect, it, like if you want just a taste of paranoia of, this album it's it's that song because it's like this is a friend of mine but then it kind of like the music changes into this weird kind of like i don't know what it is, like this creepy sound mm-hmm. that you're like is he the friend or is he not the friend like is it just like you know yeah. the enemy just fucking with his mind right so i thought it was really cool how they did that but i i did not like it in terms of like musically like it's weird like i know it sounds like i'm saying a lot of positive things but i actually didn't enjoy this album yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so for this album i would say i would probably never recommend this album to anyone unless (laughs) i agree unless you are a fan of present day radiohead that's how i would describe it if you like radiohead's last let's say four or five records i think you'll really like this record because present day Radiohead doesn't really care about song form or being catchy or, you know, trying to write a hook or anything. All they care about is just telling a story and producing new soundscapes, putting in new sounds, putting things together that normally most people wouldn't think about putting together. Um, and just like experimental and ambient and all, all those things. So like, if you like present day Radiohead, I think you would like this record. Um, mm. That said, this record um, is a very slow burn. Uh, I'm surprised you like Read the Room or is one of your top tracks on this album uh, because I find the beginning of this album to be very slow. Like it yeah. is very hard to get into this record when you first listen to it because the beginning is like, this sounds cool, but... I don't think I can focus and listen to this and like understand what's going on. Mm. Um, but it really, for me, it really does amp up towards the end. These, this mm. is one of the records where the beginning is slow and then the rest of the record is just like 
it's just lights it's so good at the at the mm-hmm. end of this record it goes into like a heavy distortion and like my favorite track is the second last one uh bending hectic like i love this song when it goes into that heavy distortion part right at the end it's just like this is like this is perfect radiohead-esque music like it's mm-hmm. it's just so good and even in that song uh, there's so many innovative things like the the main melody or riff, however you want to call it. It's literally uh, Johnny like tuning his guitar to make that riff. So he's just like strumming the string and he's just tightening the string and and detuning the string to get that riff going. Hmm. I just found that so cool. And then I can't remember which song it is, but there's a song. There's actually I think the multiple songs that are five four on this record. But there's one song that's in five four, and if you like listen really carefully, Tom York is counting in five. He's just going one, two, three, four, five, and it's like <laughs> it's so haunting. Like I didn't even hear that. Yeah, he's it, just in the background. If you really pay attention, he's actually counting in five in like the background, and it's just so cool because it's like oh my god this is genius you're just turning like a rudimentary like musical concept and making it Mm. into a song i just like it this is that's cool that is so i gotta go back and listen to that because these guys definitely don't need to count the whole time that they're playing because they're talented so like that they just purely did that like you said for just that purpose just to have that in there that is cool i should i should check that out yeah so like this record um for the first time i listened to it i was like what the hell is this record like i don't even know what i just listened to it <laughs> but the more i listen to it the more it's just like this thing's like a freaking genius piece of art like it mm-hmm. is such a good record um it is very i will admit it is a very difficult record to get into so like you listen to it once, most people, probably 99% of people are not going to like it. It's it's not one of those like catchy pop records where you're like, I really like this. I could dance this. That's not this record. This is a record where you just like listen to it over and over again. And at some point it just clicks and you just like, I get it now. I get mm-hmm. why this record is written this way. I get why these mm-hmm. songs are in the specific order they they're in. And it's just like, I don't know. I well, just love this album. Yeah, and and it's interesting that you say that because like the more like the first time I listened to it, I thought that I just forgot I was listening to the album. Yeah. Right? But the more I actually like tried to sit down and listen to it, the more stuff I appreciated. Yeah. about it. So, I think it's going to be funny because even though I said I didn't enjoy it, I, I'm going to give it an interesting score that people are going to be like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like that's, what's going to happen here. Yeah. And like, I'm sure uh, like, I'm not much of a lyrics type of person, but if I'm sure if you really dug into Tom York's like mm-hmm. lyrics into this, I'm sure there's a whole other dimension that it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Like I just, it, it was almost like the musical version of like a 1984. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, it was just like this society where it's almost like just paranoia sits in you just feel like people are watching you and it's just like are my friends who my friends are like who do i trust like it's it's just like this this album is paranoia to it's like max like and and it, it was it was kind of cool listening to that um but it, just even with like i appreciate this band being able to take 
lyrics and mixing them with the actual sounds of their instruments Mm -hmm. and making it sound and just really drive that force into you. Cause like even that, even in um, read the room, like the, like it just sounds very just like creepy. Yeah. Right. It's, it's almost like, like, I just feel like something's watching me from behind, you know, like, <laughs> like what is, what is happening? Yeah. And and that was actually like, I forgot I was listening to it. It's the third song on the track. And when that came on, I was just like, wait, what, what is that? <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like ultimately the record is not poppy at all. It is very ambient and experimental and progressive. But, um, you know, if if you give it the time, I feel like you'll you'll have a better appreciation the more you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are looking for something that you're going to dance to and just like hum for the rest of the day, this is not this record. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to be on the Grammys. Yeah, for next no year. Way. There's no way. So or, sorry, the award show. <laughs> <laughs> we have to come up with a name for this. God damn thing. That's two controversial <laughs> things I've said today. Um, okay, let's let's go final. Actually, before final ratings. Um, so I was doing some reading on this record. Um, apparently, and I haven't verified any of this, but a lot of these songs uh, were the song titles or certain lyrics in these songs are actually mentioned in Radiohead songs. <laughs> so I've been really? going back to like Hail to the Thief in the liner notes of like the booklet on the CD, they mention like wall of eyes or read the room in in the actual liner notes. (laughs) There's a whole like dissecting universe and like they're referencing old songs that they've written. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's insane. These guys are freaking geniuses. (laughs) Um, Anyways, final thoughts, ratings, Eric, what are you going to give this one? So again, I didn't hate it, but I didn't enjoy it. Whatever the hell that means in my brain. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to give this a five out of 10 Oh, okay. because I, I appreciate what this band has done. And, and, you know, like, I, I don't know, like I, I have a little, like the musician in me has that like artistic, thing in my heart just saying like you know like these guys are definitely don't care they're not here to make a an album of the year they just want to do like you know what i, I want to do this project i've always wanted to do this let's do it yeah uh, and that's what this feels like to me so i'm going to give it a five out of ten so um so i actually really like this record so i am mm. this is my new benchmark for this year it is a nine out of ten for me. Wow, Kim, it's pulling out the nine. <laughs> I I just can't give it a ten out of ten because even if this is like such an artsy record, and it's like I still think it is a perfect record where you know all the songs make sense and mm-hmm. like I love what they do on it, all the experimentation at a certain point you also have to write something that's catchy like mm-hmm. you need a reason to come back to this record and not so just... they lose one point yeah so like <laughs> it has to be artistically fulfilling but at some point it also oh. has to be like oh yeah i know that song <laughs> like for me the whole yeah. album doesn't feel like eight songs it just feels like a soundscape the whole album 
Mm. right? Like I'm never going to go in and just listen to a friend of a friend. I'm literally just listening from front to back this whole record in one shot. Yeah. You can't listen to this single handedly. Like yeah. you, you, there's just no way. Cause you're, you're just instantly going to hate it. If, if I, it's like, this isn't yeah, you have to sit down and listen to the full thing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense 100%. to just listen to track six. It, it like the song yeah. doesn't make sense if you do that. So, it is it, for me it is a perfect record but on the other hand it's like you can't really there's nothing catchy in it <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly um so nine out of ten for me and this is my benchmark for this year so we'll see if something beats mm. it but so far i don't know the way that this year is going so far it's <laughs> not looking promising on my end <laughs> <laughs> on my end of things you have your benchmark yeah. where's my benchmark album here <laughs> we'll see maybe it'll be the mm-hmm. next record uh so maybe the record for next week uh that we're going to be listening to and discussing uh is the brand new alkaline trio album uh blood hair and eyeballs <laughs> uh so if you need an introduction to alkaline trio um when tom delong left blink 182 he was replaced by matt skiba and Matt Skiba, this is his original band. Um, mm. Once he got kicked out of Blink-182, uh, he basically restarted this project. So, hmm. uh, Erica, I think you're going to like this record. I feel like you're going to like this record. Nice. I have it I have it lined up. It's ready. It's ready so, to listen. So that will be the record for next week. Um, and that's, that's it for the podcast. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we're here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast, uh, every 10 PM ET on Mondays, uh, catch us on Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, the videos are up, the album reviews are up. So, uh, there's three videos on the channel that you can yell at us about. Um, but that's basically it for this week. Uh, we're signing off now. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, in chat, Eric, any closing thoughts, statements, um, prayers? DJ, DJ Doge, I hope you're listening to this or use that as your marketing scheme for your piano dog treat thing. And uh, cheers. Cheers.